her name I sing my lion song And brush my mane She would And she could So she pulled my lion's tail And caused me pain
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Ifa Bayo. Grab a pillow, a towel, a sheet, chair, copper squat. Sit right here on the stoop. Get you something to drink, some juice, some water, some tea, some coffee, something cold, something mild. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. For the past two days, I've been hanging out with my grandson. He's 20. And um, it's beautiful to see how your children and your grandchildren view life and how they see things and how they translate it into their lives. And, you know, just we, we talked about breaking generational curses, wealth, like we were, and I love the House of Dragon. He loves it. He even went and started researching it. And he's read, he read the books. And, you know, so it was really, really good because I'm learning about the Targaryens and all of that. And, you know, the dragons and stuff. And it was really, really good. Really. The conversation, just spending time with him. It was. I believe every parent, every grandparent, every provider, check in on your kids. Check in. See how they're feeling. Let them vent. Let them talk. Tell them of their history. Tell them about Momo and Papa and Grandma and them. Tell them about you. Be good, bad, and indifferent. You know, my, my grandson, I mean, even your children, 
you know, I wouldn't tell them when they're babies, but when they're at that age, let them know you make mistakes too. And always keep reaffirming, no matter what, tell me, talk to me. I will make time for you. Talk to me. Like, for real, seriously. You are investing in them. But you're also nurturing, encouraging, sharing, listening. Don't, if they tell you a story, don't be in a competition. Oh, well, I did this when I was your age. Don't do it. Listen, that's your time to listen. Listen. Turn your phone off. Stop talking to whoever and listen. Make some food and just make it about them. So I told my grandson, I said, what is it that you want? Because we're going to watch the last episode of the season, what you want. So, like I said, he's 20. Now, growing up, he, because he was in private school, right? Him and his brother in South Carolina. So, every Monday, right? Sunday, you know, they get prepared and stuff. So, Monday, we would, I would go to the store and buy all his cold cuts. And it was Heroes watching Heroes, that show. Heroes, right? And I would make heroes and we would have all kinds of uh, chips and Doritos and we would have like cakes and stuff. And we would sit and watch the two episodes that would come on back to back. So it came on at 9 and 10. So it went off at 11. And when I tell you his mother would complain every Monday, he has to go to school. We're watching heroes. And I would make these heroes, these sandwiches, and he would look forward to it. So now he's 20, and I said, you don't remember that? And he was like, no. And his mother, my daughter, she came in. She said, oh, my God. She said, but we did. We, I said, y'all wasn't invited. And she was like, yeah, in our own house. Like She would come down. I would. I would personally come down for the weekend, and we would watch Heroes. And I would go to Publix and buy all these cold cuts. And when he get home from school, he just knew. Like, he didn't even, nowhere did my grandson say, well, my grandmother didn't make it or she didn't come down or she forgot. No, I'm true to my word. And he would just come in, him and his brother, Messiah, and they'll see the stuff, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, and they'll do their homework real quick, do whatever they need to do, and then we would be watching Heroes. Now, at first, my daughter was like, I'm not watching that. No, you're not invited. Go in your stinky room. We're out here in the living room watching this. Then, when they start seeing the platters that we had, oh, I'm not cooking. So, my daughter stopped cooking on Monday. She was like, I'm not cooking on Mondays for what? My mother's bringing all this hero stuff. Like, no. So, and it was okay. And he was like, I remember some of it. I don't remember it. And I'm like, ain't that some shit? Because, you know, everybody tells you, children remember the time you spend with them. No, because when he turned to winning, I had to remind him. So, that's what we did on Sunday. I made all these heroes. Now, here's my kids. Where's ours? You're not invited. So my other grandkids, it's like, we can't come. Y'all don't even watch House of Dragons. No. So I brought them in so they could watch. My my grandkids, they love scary movies. So they had to watch Michael Myers. I'm like, are y'all serious? Five, six. Four, five, and six. I call them the Project Triplets. 
they they will watch scary movies all day and will and will go to sleep. Like, okay, I'm tired. Other kids, you be like, okay, they gonna have bad dreams. Not mine. So I let them watch that, right? And then they went home and you know, it was my grandson's turn, my big grandson. So we did that and then he said, Grandma, you know, mind if I come and hang out with you tomorrow? The door is always open. You you don't have to ask. Unless I'm traveling, you, you don't have to ask. Just come. He's like, no, no. You you don't have to ask. Like, ever. You, you're my grandson. Like, no. So, we was talking. And it was crazy because I want him to learn. Like, his, you know, pops and his moms, they drive. But I'm like, I need you to get on this bus. So today we went and I showed him how to maneuver on the bus. And he was like, wow, I didn't even know it was like this. And it's only a dollar. Our bus is up here a dollar. So I'm like, nah, you know, because everywhere is either a cab, an Uber, or he's driving, you know, with his parents. And I'm like, no, you can just get up and go, you know. So it's... It's beautiful when you give them their independence. Yeah, he's 20. And I know what some of y'all may say, oh, I was traveling at 16. Well, sorry. He gets in the Uber or he got parents that drive. So is he driving? No, not yet. He knows how to drive, but no, not yet. So um, he was, we was, me, him, and Didi, we went just uh, exploring in Utica. So he was like, yo, I can, I, I showed him how to get the ticket, the Utica ticket. I said, you just tap and just go. And he, he really enjoyed it. He was out in Hartford. Hartford is like to y'all, um, I want to say in Queens, it would be Green Acres. In Atlanta, it would be the mall, um, not Greenbrier, because it's not Hood. Linux Mall. And Denver. Like, it would be a mall, you know, because that's what Hartford is. And we have Sagatown. So, it, it's, you know, it's really cool that he don't have to say, yo, y'all, you know, can you drop me off? Or, yeah, I'll go with you. No, he can get up and go on his own. Starbucks, everything. So... That was really cool, and we shared, we had some good conversations. Then this lady jumped, you know, got into the conversation, and she was talking, and she was, they have here. Now, I did go in Atlanta, the big sunflower farm. She said, no, we have one here. I said, you are joking. She was like, no. She was like, we have one. It's really, really big. And I was like, oh. So I have to go. And she was like, yeah. She's like, the bus take you right there. So I said, well, when I went in Atlanta, um, you have to wear, she's like boots or no open-toe shoes, no white. I said, yeah, because that dirt. And she was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. But when you go this time, like if you go in the summer, bees are going to be there. So they always tell you to be, you know, don't don't shake the flowers or anything because the bees will, you know, sting you. But going now, it's... Not a lot of bees. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's really cool. That was really cool. And, you know, just sharing information and just talking. I was like, cool. So my grandson said, that always happens to wherever I go. 
I say it's okay. So I say you learn, you learn a lot. So we did, we had fun. Um, so I didn't, I had some topics to talk about, but then I'm like, sometimes, you know, you have to put your stuff aside to, you know, check in on your family. Family time, I believe is perfect, right? Because that's how I was raised. My mom and dad would take us like to the Bronx Zoo, things like that. So we did, they did take us places. Like they didn't let us run around in the street. Nah, you know, and my mom had five kids. So it was my pops and my mom and all five of us. And we would go, she would take us like all kinds of places. So we would go to Baisley and have a picnic in the park or, you know, we have a big barbecue. She celebrated every goddamn holiday. So even holidays, I'm like, why are we celebrating Cinco de Mayo? We're we not Spanish. Shut up. I was like, okay. Grandparents Day, Secretary Day. We ain't even got jobs, lady. But she would, she would celebrate every holiday. Um, so, you know, and I'm, I'm like seeing so many topics I could talk about. And then I said, I want to reiterate faith. So I go on Facebook. And you know how you go through your memories? Today makes 12 years. So, story time. I made a pack with Obatala one year, right? I didn't really know who he was. I just knew he was the king of the white cloth. That's it, right? So, I mean, years later, I found out who he was. But it was just the king of the white cloth. So, for some strange reason, because... I didn't even see a connection, like, you know, none of that. But for some strange reason, I made a pack to wear white for a year, right? In my mind, and this was years ago, 12 years to be exact. Today makes 12 years. Um, So I made a pack to wear white because I said, I want to learn the religion and hopefully one day, get initiated. But this was my start of, right? Of learning the religion, learning about it, meeting people. Cause I didn't know nobody. I did not know nobody in the religion. I know everybody in New York, but I didn't know nobody in the religion. Cause I had so many questions, right? I didn't want, I never wanted to know about the ceremony. Because in my mind, it was, if you're spending that much money, I don't think you could tell. That was that was my mental. But I just wanted to see how they function in the world and where they readers and healers and what made them go on this journey and what sentence can they give someone starting out. Like, it was that. And I was leaving from the Botanica. I'll never forget. I was over there by the E-train on Parsons and Archer. And this dude walks up. And he was like, you a nun? And I was like, no. And he was like, tell me something. I said, my exact words. This young man name is Busy. I said, you have to be careful of a woman with the letter J in her name. Because you're going to do something and she's going to want to bury your ass. He said, I don't know nobody with a J. He was like, nah, nah. I said, I'm telling you, right? And it, it just, I saw that vision as clear as that. I didn't see the person. I saw the back of the person, but I just knew they name begin with a J. So <laughs> the next day I got up regular. I had just brought an iPhone, 
right? I didn't have series on. It was just a regular iPhone. Regular iPhone. I got it from Sprint. I went over there and, matter of fact, no, it did have series on it. So I got an iPhone. I had series. I was so excited because it was Apple and I just loved the way the phone worked. And I had an iPad, right? The first one, the first edition, because Dee Dee had one and she didn't want me to play with hers. So I went to Best Buy and brought my own. So I had my iPad in my, you know, reading room, right? Where they would send clients and I would do readings. I had an altar for Shun. I had an altar for Egun. And, you know, so I had Ogun on the bottom. Now, mind you, I didn't know who my Arisha was. But it was just these two Arishas that stuck out to me. My door was yellow and green. I don't know why Angel was like, I'm not going to stop you. He said, but always remember that give to other reachers just in case this is not your reacher. He was like, but I'm not going to stop you because I felt so strongly. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't. I just knew that Oshun, I, I related to her, side note, because of the story I heard. That one day she was, you know, she needed to feed her kids and... She um, went to her friends first and her friend's dog to out was like, oh, you think you're so pretty. You can't feed your kids. I'm paraphrasing people. Then she went to the guys that she considered her brothers and all they wanted to do was sleep with her. So she took all the blankets in her house, you know, and put it like a shield. She, Some people say she tied knobs to her hands. She went into the forest. Some people say it was a, lion, a tiger. Some people say it was... A cougar, like, you know, it was an animal. So when the animal went to leap, she slid down, held the knives up, closed the eyes. And when she opened her eyes, there it was, dead on the side of her. She was covered in blood, but she had fur and food to feed her children. When I heard that, I cried. I cried. I became so emotional. And I knew right then and there I fell in love with Oshun. I didn't know who she was. Still learning. Because I don't know who she is. I know that she loved me enough that she chose me. I love her so much. She knows my heart. Because I remember when I was living in the projects. Right? 159. 107 and 159. And I went to my friends. I went to Carol and them. I didn't have nothing for my kids. I had ice water. Right? I'm being honest. I had ice water in there. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, my father was mad at me because I did, I, I really disrespected him. I took his, I found his social security number and I got credit cards in that and it became overwhelming. I couldn't pay my rent and pay the credit cards. So they became maxed out and the late payments delinquent. So my father and my mother went to go and get because if you ask, like, why you didn't go to your parents? So my father and mother went to get a second mortgage out on their home. And they rolled out, like, I had 12 credit cards. My brother was there. And they were like, yo, I had um, Disney. I had Saks. I had Macy's. I had, oh, man, I had, um, what's that damn, the kids' store for clothing. Uh, I had all kinds. I'm dead serious. And it was it, the payments, you know, I'm bawling. The payments were overwhelming. So when they read all the charges, 
my mother knew, right? <laughs> my mother knew because she wanted me to go to Siemens and buy her a couch set and buy her some clothes from Lane Bryant, and I did that. So she she act like she know. Oh my goodness! So my brother is standing there, and my father was like arrest her. He was like arrest her. I don't care, arrest her, cause like it was over three thousand dollars. So he was like arrest her. I mean, it wasn't bad, like ten, twelve. It was like three thousand dollars, three to four thousand. It didn't go over five. He was like arrest her, arrest her, take everything she got down there and arrest her. And it's crazy because you know what I brought? Clothes and we went to restaurants. That was it. I didn't buy pots. I, I didn't even have furniture. My kids had beds. I didn't have a living room set. I had a kitchen, a table with the four chairs. I had pots and pans and stuff. But I didn't have no carpet. I didn't have no plants. Like, you know, that was it. So my father was really, my father didn't speak to me for a whole year. So I couldn't go down there and say, yo, my kids is hungry. So I went to my friends. Carol looked at me and said, oh, if you sell drugs for me, you know, like she treated me like I was a crackhead. And I'm like, y'all opened my crib to you. I like bent over backwards for you. Like I went against my parents and allowed you to move in and everything. And I'm telling you, my kids is hungry. And she laughed at me. They laughed at me like, oh, you're not so pretty now. You're not so fly now. You bum bitch. Like, I was beyond, beyond. So my brother goes, my brother man goes, Donna, just sell her drugs. Fuck it. She going to pay you something? Something. No. I was like, no, nah, nah. I, I'm going to tell you my answer. I said, I'd rather sell pussy before I ask her. I said, yo, that's it. So I left. So then I went to my homeboys in them, right? Never forget. Like, yo, y'all, y'all can hold me. Oh, you give me some pussy? Like, for real. And I'm like, for real? Like, serious? That's how you going to come at me? One of my male friends, I, I'm not even saying his name, punk bitch. He was like, oh, if you give me some head, I'll give you $20. So I had to think. Still the same day, I went to my ex. He was a dope fiend name. Right? Never got high. My friend, so let me go back. We was dating and all of that. So now years done passed by and I see him. But when we were dating, when we was young, um, my friend was trying to be funny. And she was like, because I was pregnant. And she was like, um, oh, that's your baby daddy? <laughs> you think you fly? And she walks me up on something. She said, that's how he look? Look at him. And he was nodding. He was 17 years old. And I was in shock. I was. I was in shock. Like, all kinds of things went through my head. Like, oh, my God. Is my baby going to be sick? Um, damn. Like, yo. And he didn't even see me see him nodding. And I remember the next day I saw him and I was like, yo, I'll kill you before I, I let you come near me. Because it was done. It was, love went out the window when I saw him nodding. Like, are you serious? You 17. So, move her head. I see him on the boulevard. He got a knot of money. A knot. And when I say knot, he had to have at least two grand, right? So, now I have to get this money before 
Ah, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this. I had to get this money before I, I um, you know, I don't want to have sex with him. So he was standing on the boulevard, and I was like, yo, you know, he was like, oh, when are you going to let me take me take you out? I said, today. I said, we can meet up. We can meet up on the train, and, you know, we can go out to dinner and go to a movie, and then i go to a hotel with you. He was so high. We was on the train. He's nodding. And I'm like hitting him because a dolphin never hit the floor. So I'm hitting him. And he's like, what, what? And I was like, nah, you know, you look like you're sleeping. He was like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. In my head, I'm like, no, nigga, you high. And everybody's on the train looking at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. But I didn't give a fuck because my main objective was to feed my kids because they was, they was with the babysitter doing and, and kitten, and I'm like, yo, you know, they brung something down for them to eat, and I was very grateful, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna pay you back, and so, and I threw my my man out, and um, it, it looked like my world was collapsing, like real talk. So we get to the restaurant, right, Dominican restaurant, because he's Dominican. So we get to the restaurant and. I ordered whole chicken and beans and rice and, you know, we got all this stuff. He orders all this food. He didn't never touch his food. So when the waiter came, I was like, yo, I'll take the check. But can you wrap all this up? So now I got two whole chickens. I got beans and rice. I got salad. Like, I got all this stuff. And I ordered ribs in there because it was like a Dominican-American restaurant or seventy or 71st and Continental. This was a long time ago, y'all. So, um, he, you know, he bagged it up and I told him, I said, yo, here's the bill. And he was like, how much is it? I said, 120 lying. The bill was like $50. He was like, all right. So he put the money down and the guy went to get it. And I was like, no, wait. So I took that money and put it in my pocket. Real talk. I know it was wrong. Trust me on that. But when you have to feed your babies, hey, I didn't I didn't care for anything else. So he comes back out and I'm like, yo, what you doing? Cause I already know he high. So I'm like, yo, what you doing? You ain't even paid a ticket. The dude is waiting. So the dude is standing there looking at me and I'm like, and he was like, How much is it? I said, 150. He was like, Word? I said, Yeah, he said, damn, we ate a lot of food. I said, we sure did. I said, I don't even drink. I wasn't even drinking back then. I said, you know, in the two drinks I had, he was like, yo, I said, you ready? I was like, now nah, we're going to go to the movies first. And he was like, you serious? I was like, yeah, that's what you promised me. I want to go on a proper date. Now, mind you, this dude put the food in there. I gave him the whole thing. Like, here, take this. You know, like, don't shit. Now, I, mind you, I got my money in my pocket, so I don't give a fuck. So he take all that. He was like, thank you. Come again. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I ain't never go back in that restaurant again. Um, so we go, and Rambo was on. Rambo was playing. We was down there. By, if anyone knows Queens, over there by Queens Center, by Queens Boulevard, where the mall is, it used to be a movie theater over there. So we went there. And I put my bag in between us. It was summertime. I put my bag in between us. And he was like, oh, you're not going to sit next to me? I was like, come on, we're going to watch the movie. Like, And we got to let this food digest. Ain't nobody screwing on a full stomach. So he kept on running back and forth to the bathroom. I already knew he was getting high. So, I, I'll never forget this shit. 
I'm standing because we were sitting in the last row and they had the doors open. So one of the ushers came was like, yo, it's this nigga in the bathroom sniffing dope, sniffing pee. I grabbed my bag and hauled ass. I was really lucky. So I said it had to be. I jumped on the 60 because the 60 is across the street, that little highway. I jumped on the 60. The 60 was right there. I jumped on that motherfucker and rode all the way to the end of the projects. Got to the projects, got home. And I was so happy. During the newest day, I was like, yo, I got food for them. So I know if they get up, they got something to eat. Shit. Right? So while I'm putting it up, he's under my window. This motherfucker followed me. He's under my window. You dirty motherfucker. You left me. You lied. You a dirty bitch. Like going off. I was like, get the fuck away from my window before I fuck you up. Now, unbeknownst to me, right, Craig, God bless his dad, my ex-husband, is over on the other side. I lived in the square. He's over on the other side with Bam and Lady, and he's watching this. But I didn't know. I did not know. And finally, he had left because I was like, yo, I will call the police and have them arrest your ass. Back then, a lot of dudes were scared. I was like, you dope me. I know you got fucking dope on you, and I'll call the police and arrest you. He was like, I don't give a fuck. As long as you live, you better ask me for shit. I was like, fuck you. So he left. So now I'm in the back, like, okay, I got a hundred and something dollars. Let me put 25 out so when Daquan and them get up, they can take this and run to the store. It was on a Saturday. I was like, I ain't got to worry about them going to school. So they could go to the store. He could go and buy a whole bunch of junk food. They got food in there. And my ass is going to sleep, right? Like, I accomplished this. Right when I'm thinking, okay, this fool left. I get a tap on my window. So now I'm cursing like, I know you didn't come back to my fucking window. Craig is standing there like, you couldn't even tell me that these kids ain't have nothing. And I was like, uh, no, if I throw you out, I, it's over. Then I thought it was over. He was like, man, it's never over. He was like, I'll be here in the morning. He said, because I already know you got some food because he been cursing you out. He said, I'll be here in the morning and take you food shopping. So... When I heard the story of what Ocean went through, I, I, I was, I finally found something that resonated with me, and she survived. Her babies got fed, and I made a a sworn, fucking, pact that night that no matter what, my kids or me will not be in this predicament. And I will say, I'll be hungry. I'm okay with that. But my babies never went to fucking bed on an empty stomach. So I followed through on that. And they're now in their 30s, and I'm grateful. Anyway, back to the hand. So I had an ocean altar, I had an ogun altar, right? And I had an egg altar. And I had money all around. So this girl that I really can't stand, she's in Baisley, okay? I'm not going to give her light or love to even talk about her name. So... She was asking me like 50 million questions. So I come upstairs. I have my room open. And the dude I saw at the train, he walked by. I ain't think nothing of it. Like he walked in the Botanica. Now my bag, my iPad, my phone, my money is all in my room. This motherfucker comes downstairs. No one's watching him. Nobody. And so she still asked me all these questions. And in my head, I kept on here, leave her alone, go downstairs. But I didn't because she was like, wait, wait, wait. I got to tell you about some fucking dude that he didn't even want her. And I'm like, why are you doing all of this? And this dude don't want you. He has a full wife. Like, 
But me and my hard head ass, instead of walking away like I'm done, I'm still standing. So now he walks back past us. And I was like, hold on. Now that, I stopped. I was like, hold on. Because now I'm thinking my bag downstairs and everything. So I get downstairs. The first thing I see is my iPad. Okay. Then I was like, okay, the money. I was like, my phone. This motherfucker stole my phone. So now I come upstairs like, yo, what's that dude's name? I'm asking people. I'm describing him. I print out the picture of him. So I'm walking. I run into my friend Barney. I'm walking and everybody said, yo, he know this person. He know this person. Now I'm looking for these people just so they can tell me where he is. So I wind up before I... <clears throat> I'm going, I went down to the Botanica, back where I was working. I gathered some things up. I learned his name, because motherfuckers will talk. I learned his name. So, Barney walked with me, and I'm standing at the cemetery crying, crying, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then it dawned on me, like, I sat here and told him about some girl that's going to bury him, and her name begins with J. And back then, everybody called me Mama Journey. A lot of them still call me that journey. They be like, yo, what's up, journey? I be like, yo, what's up? So I'm like, yo, I was talking about me the whole fucking time. So Barney is standing there and some dude walked by and said, I don't know who the fuck wronged her. He said, but they life is ready to be hell. I finally seen his friends. So they was like, yo, we went to go see him. He's going to come and see you. Busy comes down there. I seen him three days later. I call him the pineapple thief. He comes to me. Hey, I'm going to steal another phone so you can. I said, so not only did you steal from me, now you're ready to steal and add this trauma to someone else. I know you lying. I know you lying. I said, why? And then he told me, well, it was out there. He's like, I don't respect spiritual. So I learned then that out here in these streets doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Okay, but it's how you carry yourself. But they'll rob you still. Scammers going to scam you. They don't care if you have a title or if you're initiated or not. They don't care, right? So, because their main objective is to eat. So, I said, why you didn't take the money off the altar? Or He said, I saw your iPad. He said, I saw your iPad. I saw your pocketbook. He said, I saw that money. He said, but the only thing that I look, that I could touch with your phone. I said, what do you mean you can touch? He said, it was like a wall that was covering everything else. He said, I saw your iPad. He said, that was, I was ready to grab it. He said, but I only the only thing that wasn't, it looked like wasn't nothing around it, he said, was your phone. He said, but I saw everything. And I'm telling you, I had 20s, 10s up on that altar. Ones. And I, money was all over. People would come and just put money up there and pray on the altar. Egg on. And people would put money up there. And I would leave it. And I had a big cup, a big glass cup, and I had money in it. Like, and nobody would bother it. He said, nah, I wasn't touching that. He said, but I want, he said, I saw your pocketbook. He was like, yo, I was going to grab that. He said, but I couldn't. I couldn't go no further than that table. Because my phone was on the corner of the table. Because I had sat it down, and she was talking to me, and I wanted to get her away from me. So I walked upstairs, and this heifer wound up talking to me, and I'll go out the door. And... Everybody that was in the store wasn't even paying attention. And I'm like, so, oh, so I wind up walking back to Sprint. I was like, yo, I hope after I cried at the cemetery. When I tell you I cried, I cried from my heart, my soul. 
I was like, I, back then I didn't know too much about Orisha. The only one I knew was really about the Laoshun and Ogun. So I was just crying. I was. I was crying. By fact, I knew Oya was a part of the cemetery. I just didn't know how to talk to her, so I just started crying and speaking from my heart. Like, crying. I didn't care about the people around me. I didn't give a fuck who saw me. I was crying because I was so hurt. And I never got nothing stolen from me. That was one. So I was hurt as hell. And then I was more mad at myself because I'm like, yo, I saw this vision, but I didn't see the front. I only saw the back and I saw the big J. And I'm like, the whole time I was talking about me. And I didn't listen when I heard the voice go, leave her and go downstairs. Go back downstairs. But I didn't even do that. So I was more mad at myself. Real talk. So I walked to Sprint, and I wound up getting an iPhone for $63. All I had to do was put down $63. And I'm like, wow. But I was so angry. And then when he came and said, oh, I steal another phone. And I said, no. I said, no, nah, you, you definitely going to pay for that. I said, I don't give a fuck who you are. Right? Come find me. I used to hang on American stuff. Now, prior to him robbing me or whatever. He was living in his grandmother's house. He had a girl. Him and his girl, they would fight, but, you know, they had their kid. He was living. Okay. I saw Busy one night. I was leaving from uh, the Botanica. He was inside Wendy's. And I was there with Benu and them. And he was like, he was living on the train. His grandmother kicked him out. He lost everything. And he was like, yo, you forgive me? I said, you took my phone. I said, yo, you the pineapple thief. He's like, nah, nah, nah. Like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I'm sorry. I learned my lesson. And he wound up going to jail. I don't know where busy is now. I really don't. I do not. But it's been 12 years. And right after that, I met Jose, right? Um, but the one thing he did teach me, <laughs> the one thing he did teach me was to have faith in my visions. Have faith in the spirits and the messages you get. Don't ignore them. And I'm like, but how do you know what's you or what spirit? Like, what's that spiritual message? How do you know? Because, you know, sometimes we get in our own head. He said, you will know. I said, okay, that's not the answer. He said, did you dissect it when you had that message and you gave it to him. He said, the only part is you didn't know it was you. He said, that's the only part. He said, now you have to learn to be, to get, um, to, to get molded, you know, to know how to cultivate your gift. He said, and if I'm not going to do it, someone else will. He said, but before all of that, you got to have faith in it. And I'm like, you know, I had all these questions. I'm going to be honest. At first, I wasn't led by blind faith. You know, I had questions. I was like, how do you know if it's you or if it's just something you bugging or, you know, how do you know, how do you differentiate from being schizophrenic or bipolar or, you know, you just going through and it's, you know, he said, do you believe in this? I said, yeah, it's so amazing to me. I just started out. It was so amazing. And he was like, he said, how do you do cards? And he said, you have faith in that? I said, yeah. He said, so how do you get the message? I said, I just see pictures. Like, it's like a, a still. 
you know, like back in the day when you turn the projector and it looks like black and white, but mine is in color and you see little pictures here and there, right? But to me, all the pictures make sense, right? Because I'm not trying to dissect this picture. I'm seeing what it is and I'm just telling you what I see. But you don't have to believe it. I believe it. He said, okay then. He said, you just answered your question. And I'm like, wow. So he did teach me that. He really did. You know, he did. We we don't no longer talk anything, but I got to give him his props for that because he really did. He was like, yo, you get visions and you have to believe in it. But 12 years ago today, it was the first time I got robbed. It was the first time that I did not listen. I got my ass handed to on a platter. I don't know about y'all, though. I don't like spiritual ass whoopings. Um, I, I did learn to believe in my visions because, you know, when I have them, I would follow through, you know, I would, I would follow through because that was, a I I didn't like that feeling. You have some people that test the, the waters or, you know, they say, well, you can't do this and they just do it anyway and be like, fuck it. I'll pay for it later. That price is too high. I wind up. Losing, and it's just not even materialistic, but I wind up losing a phone. I wind up not listening where I could have lost everything. That one was enough. I never got nothing taken from me, so that tripped me out. Um, then when I found him, I didn't even, like, this dude could have blew my brains out, real talk. But I didn't even care because I was so hurt and angry that I knew back then, like, yo, I got to put my anger under wraps. Like, you know, and I had to find out the base of my anger. But I was like, yo, if I'm on this spiritual journey, this healing journey, the first one I got to heal is me. You know, and then learn. Like, if I'm going to learn and this is the religion I want to follow, I need to learn. So I have to buckle down and study. And... I was I was really grateful that I listened because most people don't. Most people want to compromise. Most people want to haggle. I'm not most people. You know, I got my ass handed to me on a platter. I wind up with this girl that we didn't even speak. Like, we were arguing back and forth because I'm like, yo, you crazy. And what she wanted was someone to kill a girl. And I'm like, yo, get out of here. And you, you only doing this, and if something happened, you'll go to the police and be like, well, they did it. No, get out of here. So it was it was me trying to find my place, working in the botanica, doing spiritual work. I'm arguing with the readers that's in there because, you know, old heads don't want to uh, pass the torch on. And that's another thing because, and when I tell you I learned all of this this day, 12 years ago, all the readers, God bless the dead, the chick that was right there, the white lady used to work there. She was a cool reader, but she was there. Amy was there. Uh, Renee was there. Like, all of these are old readers, right? And something about them, and I understood, right? Some of them, this was their only income. Some of them were teachers and stuff. God bless the dead, Renee passed away too. So some of them were teachers and stuff during the week, and this was their... Uh, extra money to, you know, buy whatever necessities that may come up. And some of them was just 
They didn't care. But they've been doing it for so long. So here it is, these new readers there. You had me, God bless the dad, I forgot the dude's name. He was there and Angel had came back. But they thought Angel had just started, but he was there forever. Just a white chick knew that Angel was there a long time. So they would, like, complain to the owner. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. My spirits say they not, they not, shouldn't be here. And I was sitting there, like, really looking at them. And let's just say, if they come in, I'm going to applaud you. If they come in, I remember one time I came in, Amy had maybe about 15 people. I applauded her. Like, okay, mama doing her thing. I had two people. I'm okay with that. I didn't go upstairs and be like, hey, Larry, she got 15 people. I only got two. I read my two, made my coin, and I was out. Because I'm like, yo, there's nobody else coming for me. So I'm out. And I went home. Like, okay, I'm out. So one day, I had... Damn, there 15 people. She ain't had nobody. She really went upstairs. This is an old head. She went upstairs and complained to the owner where he came down, right? And was like, Donna, you know, just say you can't read everybody and give something to her. I know you fucking lying. No. I said, let me ask you. The other day when she had 15 people out there to read it, did I come up there and ask you anything? He was like, no. I said, keep that same energy. And I read my people, made my coin. She was over in her room. Hachaka, 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 hachaka. Eh, eh. I speaking in Spanish, like, oh, Kaisena, Kaisena, Kaisena. I was laughing. I just cackled. I was laughing. People was like, what's wrong with her? That's when I met Tiffany, too. So they were like, what's wrong with her? What the fuck? And I didn't care. She was banging on the floor. And I said, can you hear me? She was like, yeah. I said, that's good enough. And she was, like, playing music, like, doing all that. And I thought to myself, this is an old head. I'm the new chick on the block. How can you be this petty? But then it had, I had to learn. Like, some people, because they've been doing it for so long, and even now in the spiritual community, all these readers that's online that's been doing it for so long, they will go at new readers. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. Go in their inbox to go on their page, threaten them, all of that. Ma, if you so powerful, you so good, you so cemented in yours, why are you worrying about who doing what? Like, for real. So I had to learn that lesson. And trust me, she didn't bother me. I didn't give her a damn thing. I read my people, made my coin, and I left. And guess what I did? Showed up the next day. She was the one, let me tell you the gagger. I came the next day. Oh, Amy's calling out for three days. She says she has to do something because, you know, people are going to pay. Every day I was banking. Every day. And then when Angel came down, we was banking together. When she came back, I'm telling you, she was up the door. Now, we got mad people waiting, right? Angel always bring a crowd in. We got mad people waiting. She comes in. Aye, aye. Do I have any, any, this is just how she used to talk. Do I have any appointments or anything? Who, who's here? And <laughs> they said, no, nobody didn't, um, you had cancellations, but nobody didn't, um, redo. So she gets downstairs because all the readers was downstairs. She see her clients. She said, oh, they didn't tell me you was here for me. They was, she was like, no, I'm here for Angel. And then when she saw it, it was a skinny girl, her man owned a garage, um, a car garage, right? And she she drove a bus. So she was like, oh, I knew it, mommy. I knew you was coming to see me. She said, no, I'm, I'm coming to see Donna. And she, ah, ah, ah. 
she go in her room. She started. So Angel's calling. He's talking to me over the wall. He said, um, we're not doing this today. And he just started, because she was crying. You're my yacht. He started singing. He said, she'll leave. Just give her the moment. He's like, bow. Hey. She did. She slammed her door. She was talking in Spanish. And Angel was like, because Angel spoke Spanish. He was like, say it louder. Say it louder. So I was like, uh, not to be nosy what she said, that she hate everybody in here, that she's going to curse us and all that. So you had a fruit like, oh, my God. And she was like, no, no. Because she was so powerful, she had that line. No. He was like, no. And Amy laughed. She laughed. She laughed. She said she was going to the mountains, up in the mountains in Colombia, in the Amazon jungle in Colombia. I said, she didn't think we went to school? What the fuck? And that she's going to go to Yemaya and she's going to destroy us. I said, Yemaya don't live in the mountains and, and, and there's no Amazon jungle in Colombia. I know she's lying. So I started laughing. And I learned then that some old heads, not all, have a problem with, you know, sharing the wealth. No, you don't build a bigger wall. You build a longer table. There's room for everybody. You can't help everybody, some other people. I, and I learned then that not everybody is for me, and I'm good with that. So Angel looked at me, and he asked me this one question. He said, while you're on this journey and you're reading, he said, what do you want most, quantity or quality? And I was like, the, the ghetto me, the me that likes money, would say the quantity. I said, but my heart is saying I'd rather have quality. I'd rather help one person and go all out to make sure they where they need to be than help thousands of people and really don't do shit for them. I was like, so, yeah. And he said, and that's how you work. He said, don't worry about what other people are doing. Have faith in what you have and who works with you and do the best you can. He said, no, you, you're not God. He said, sometimes you will get it wrong or it won't happen at that moment and people will curse you out. He said, but don't give up. Have faith. He said, because they always come back and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to say anything. He said, so don't, don't give up. So I followed that rule. It's been 12 years since I followed that. And I was working in a botanica. 12 years. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Real talk, that's amazing. To where you start from and to where you end up. I started sleeping 12 years ago today. I came back to New York. I came up here. They had that tornado thing. And I stayed in this chick's house. And I would buy her licking cigarettes so she don't have to get on my nerves. And I was down there, like, looking for a job then because we didn't have the hookah hookup. And, you know, everybody got discouraged. And I said, yo, I'm going to go to New York for a little bit and see what I can shake. And Billy was down there. Ryan had went to New Orleans. Ozzy, God bless the day. He was, like, back and forth. So, you know, we all had separated so we can figure out. And I never forget, I was going to leave. And Larry was like, you don't have a job down there. So what if you just work here, be a full-time reader? And I was like, oh, okay. I said, listen, I'm only staying until March. Now, mind you, this was the year before. It, I came up in the summer. 
And I was like, yo, I'm not staying too long. I'm leaving in March. And he was like, yeah, that's what they all say. I said, no, for real. Because I saw it. I saw me leaving in March. He was like, oh, you the world's worst reader. Larry was giving me shit. He was like, you the world's worst reader. You're not leaving in March. And let me explain to y'all. March, when it came, Billy called me and said, yo, Ford, we have a spot for the hookah hookup. Come down. He said, when can you come? I said, yo, I'll be here tomorrow. He said, come down. He said, come to the house. We got, Cause I got, I flew out Sunday. He said, good. You'll be here Sunday. I said, yo, I'll be there Sunday morning. He said, good. Go change your clothes or whatever. And um, come to the house. And I told him, I said, listen, before I come, I got to bring Ozzy. He was like, oh, Ozzy, get on my nerves. I don't give a fuck. I said, because we all went our separate ways. But we all, he was like, okay, I got Ryan. Okay, we all going to come. We all met up at Billy House. He made this whole layout of all his food. So he was already, even though nothing was set in stone to him, it was already done. So even then, my faith. So I was like, yo, explain to me. He was like, yo, it's a smoke shop. We can do this. Um, it's no more selling sex or anything because we work for adult novelty industry <clears throat> before. And we just got tired. You know, our kids was getting big and we just, we didn't, we didn't see no fun in it no more. So we walked away from it, all of us. So he's like, yo, it's nothing but smoke products. We can decorate each store the way we want. Yo, we got this. I said, all right, let's rock and roll. He's like, yo, you be over the employees. Ryan will be over um, the decorating of a store and ordering. He was like, and I'll cover everything else. Got you. So we had to meet with, um... Sonny, um, and he was like, oh, okay. He was like, all right, all right. He was like, Billy spoke highly of you. Like, yo, you'll keep the employees in line. I said, yeah. And we did it. But I left in March. And Larry was like, you'll be back. I was like, no, I was going for three years. Three years, we had it. And that three-year time, we blew up where they, you know, I would see people and I would hire them. And even now, if you ever go to the hookah hookup in off of Moreland Avenue in Little File, there's this girl. I, she was working in the liquor store real quick. She was working in the liquor store, and I hated the way they treat her. And I said, I will hand train you. I said, I'll be going. And she was like, no, you're never going. I said, no, 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 I'll be going. I already seen it. I said, but I will hand train you where they can't get rid of you. And I remember walking in one day. I went down to Atlanta. And I was like, let me walk through the hookah hookup store. And she was in there. And everybody in there started clapping. And I'm standing there like, what the fuck are y'all clapping for? She said, "This I told y'all. I told y'all. This is the lady that hired me. This is the lady that believed in me. And I was like, wow. You still here? She was like, yes. She said, they ain't going to get rid of me. They need me. And I hand trained her myself. How to order how to do all of that. I hand trained her because I was hand training my replacement because I walked away from all of it. I did. I walked away from all of it. Money will make friends into enemies and I didn't want to lose my friends and it wasn't worth it. So everybody was losing their mind off a little coin. I, money don't excite me. I've seen money, people with money longer than train smoke. That shit don't excite me. So and when people that don't have it are not used to it, trust me, their true nature come out, and it's not pretty. So I, I was like, I'd rather cut ties. And I went to work for less than I was making in a day, for real. So I love y'all. Thank you for being a part of this whole thing. I appreciate y'all. Stay sweet, stay warm, stay safe.